Priyanka Chopra Jonas Unfinished Preface 4 Teen to Queen I am not a girl, not yet a woman Performed by Britney Spears The journey from America to India takes more than 20 hours and used to require layover somewhere. Mom chose Paris and built in a couple of extra days there, partly because she was a travel bug, which is why I called her Heels on Wheels, but also to help me out of the funk I was after I would made the decision to come home, she understood that I needed something to revive my spirits and help me to dream big again. And where better to feel life sparkle than in the city of lights. Mom was right. Paris with its sophistication and elegance, its fashion and food and culture was the perfect transition for me. Before returning home, the boat ride we took on the scene is my most visceral memory of that city. The sounds of water and the birds, the feelings of the sun on my face as we glided past famous landmarks like Eiffel Tower and Notre Dame. There were other amazing things to gaze at too. Like all those French boys, I must admit they did divert a large portion of my 16-year-old attention from the advertised sites. Our trip to Lorve was also memorable. We decided to go straight to the Mona Lisa upon our arrival to start with the biggest attraction and work our way down from there. There was a crowd behind a barricade in front of the painting, watchful guards, however, nearby. When we got near the front, I told mom I wanted a picture of Mona and me, but with the people and the barricade, I couldn't get close enough for a good one. Well then, go closer, mom prodded, but there is a barricade. She raised her camera and lowered her voice. Just do it fast, it's only a photo, go on. I quickly stepped over the barricade trying to, to be superstitious and nonchalant at the same time and mom snapped the photo flash which was interdict forbidden nished and so was stepping over the barrier. It will come as no surprise to anyone that mom, Sid and I were immediately escorted out of the museum. According to my mom, as the security guards brusquely showed us this exit, Sid kept asking. Why are they being so mean to us? And now, the Night People episode makes so much more sense. Hashtag Apple doesn't fall from tree. We left the warm air of Paris and landed in hot, humid New Delhi home. I was finally home. I hadn't realized how much I would miss the sights and sounds and smells of my native country until we emerged from the terminal to, to look for dad. And there he was, looking for mom and Sid and back to mom again puzzled. Where is Mimi? He asked. He was standing literally two feet away from me. I looked at him and gave a little wave. Right here, Dad. I cleared his throat and nodded. Yes, yes, of course, he said, offering me a slightly awkward hug. I had left India a goki, almost 13-year-old tomboy and was returning a womanly 16-year-old. My parents had visited me in the States because they were just starting their own hospital in Bareilly following my father's early retirement from the army. A trip to the U.S. would require far more time than they 
could take off. I hadn't been home to India because I would been traveling back forth between living situations so much that I couldn't take the long trip home without further disrupting my studies. Just over three years had passed. My hair was long and full and I would grown several inches with my big wedge heels. I was almost five foot ten. My body had filled out with curves and I was wearing the clothes to show it. In fact, my mom had repeated the trick and Vimla Mami had played on her when she had said and arrived to pick me up. Mami had encouraged me to wear very short shorts and my highest wedge heels when we would gone to meet them at the airport in Boston. On the strictness scale, she was about halfway between Kiran Masi and my mom. She didn't necessarily approve of my shortest shorts for general wear. But she thought it would be fun to be given mom a little jolt upon her arrival. She didn't let me in on her thinking though. These short shorts. I kept asking her, these shoes? Yes, yes, you look lovely. Vimla mommy assured me smiling sweetly. Mom was jolted all right and she decided it would be fun to play with the same trick on dad. So she encouraged me to wear sleeveless white Tommy Hilfiger dress with that short and tight, super high platform shoes and big earrings completed the look. This time, I understood what was happening and I wasn't surprised when dad didn't recognize me. My mom had a big laugh. My dad, not so much. Returning home to Bareilly revived me, like a withering plant that I finally given water and sunlight. I came back to life. My confidence had suffered a terrible blow from the bullying. But as my father had taught me, with each new experience come a new opportunity to reinvent yourself. I recognized that as long as I could find the confidence I would lost, I could then choose who I wanted to be. The school year had already started at the Army Public School in Bareilly, where I was to be entering 11th grade. There is a formality to school in India that largely doesn't exist in America, at least not from what I have seen. Students in most Indian schools wear uniforms and the relationship between teacher and pupil is much more formal. The whole atmosphere is generally a little quieter. It was not into this environment that I chose to wear tight jeans, a long t-shirt, huge hoop earrings and some serious swag to the meeting dad and I had with the principal of the school prior to my starting classes. People noticed luckily, Principal Kantpal and been posted with my father in their army days, so he forgave the inappropriate dress. The more that kids came out of their classrooms into the courtyard to stare at me the day, the more I loved it. I became an instant mini-celebrity. As a result, I walked straighter, taller, bigger. This was how I wanted to feel. This was the new me. There was empowerment in reinvention. I started to leave behind the narrative that man-girls in Newtown had returned for me and began writing one for myself. It was more than just the clothes that day that gave me my new status. Though kids in small town all over India dreamed of making it to big city one day, whether that was Mumbai or Bangalore or Kolkata or Jaipur, I hadn't just felt my hometown. I would left the country. 
Edward left the continent, and at the time when long-distance travel like that was not nearly as common, I made it to the land depicted in all those bright, shiny TV shows we loved watching. For all my fellow students knew, the high school I attended in America were just like West Beverly Hills High School, the fictional school in Beverly Hills 90210. After my years in the States, I not only dressed differently but I walked differently, I talked differently, I thought differently, and this time I enjoyed being different. When I saw how people were looking at me as if I were a fantastical brightly colored unicorn, I realized that I wanted to see myself that way too. I wanted to feel interesting, unusual and amazing. To feel that I was deserving of people's gaze, I wanted to leave behind my fear of being different, the quality that seemed to can cause trouble for me in America from now on. If I was going to be an anomaly, I was going to be shiniest damn anomaly around. I had no idea if I could pull off that sort of attitude or not, but I was sure as hell going to try. I had to wear a uniform at my new school. There was no way around that, but I tried to do it on my own terms. Skirts were supposed to be below the knee which I thought didn't look cool enough, so I kept my skirt above the knee if I could just make it through the morning assembly and into my classroom, I was usually safe. As is true in most schools in India, kids stayed in one classroom for all their academics since I was always in a backbenchers staying as far away from the teachers as possible. There was a little chance that I would get in trouble for my skirt's length or the fact that I was wearing makeup very supply applied, which was not allowed. Unless I got called upon to answer a question which meant standing up, there were a couple of teachers who had no patience with my rule bending. Are you wearing makeup? One of them would ask slowly, drawing out the words of scrutinize my face. Maybe I should be thankful to her, since her attention on my appearance definitely motivated me to perfect my makeup application techniques. My chemistry teacher seemed to love to burst me on my skirt length. One day, when she called me on and she was in particular exasperated mood, she took one look at my skirt, stood to the back of the room and tore out the hem. There she said, that's the length of your good skirt. I lost the battle and on the particular day, but I didn't matter. I was always going to find a way to get around the fashion rules. I am sure the pressure of having switched schools system in the middle of high school contributed to my pushing the boundaries behavior. When I would start at high school in Cedar Rapids, I would quickly become one of the best students in my grade because the Indian schools I would attended were so far ahead of my new high school in the terms of content covered. The flip side of this was that when I returned to India three years later, I was seriously behind. On top of that, my board exams were looming. In most of the India education, the board exams taken during the 10th and 12th grades are crucial to our academic career. The boards taken 
in 12th grade especially so not too much pressure as a future engineering students i had to study physics chemistry maths and computer science i felt like i was falling further and further behind every day and in order to close the gap i got tortured in chemistry before school and maths and physics after school at the school of each school day i would travel to my tutor's house in an open rickshaw with a few other girls and sometimes boys would follow on their bikes i didn't engage in conversation with these boys you weren't supposed to if boys followed you or talked to you so dutifully kept my head down and tried to ignore them but my father was concerned by the attention especially after the day that guy who would followed me home after torturing jumped our gate and climbed up to the balcony of my room terrifying us all dad immediately had wrought iron bars and installed on all the windows of the house now my bedroom felt like a cage but at least it was a safe one one day my worried father sat me down for a heart to heart talk you can't wear tight jeans he said afraid of the attention i was getting and how out of control it all felt boys are following you and it's dangerous his solution was to try convince me to wear indian clothes at first i agreed to the plan and 12 stylish salwar kurtas were made for me when i later purchased a back against the pant tunic sets my parents and i compromised i would be allowed to wear jeans but only if i wore loose shirts with them so i went into my dad's closet and took out a bunch of his favorite shirts which i would then tie at my waist to complete the look i pulled off a few of the button so the shirt couldn't be fastened up all the way basically i destroyed his shirts he was of course not happy about that but somehow i am not actually sure how i escaped serious consequences mom ended up buying him a few new shirts and they kept those purchases locked in his closet i am surprised they trusted that solution given my history of getting into mom's closet but i guess they realized at this point i was busy getting into other kinds of mischief My one true regret about that time was my relationship with Sid. When I moved back home, the age difference between us was great enough to keep us different worlds, especially since we would already spend so many years apart. I was busy being teenage. I was busy getting a teenager, having friends and going to parties, starting yet another new school and preparing for my pre-boards, which were practice exams for the actual boards. My 8-year-old brother wasn't really on my radar. My parents' attention too was focused more on me than it catch up academically on top of all their responsibilities with the new hospital because of that sid depended a lot on my mom's mom nani who had been living with us since his birth it would be years before he and i would live close enough to each other and spend enough time together to develop the relationship we have now while academics were causing me a lot of stress in my junior year i was having a blast in other areas i was participating in things i would excelled at and gotten positive attention forever since my days at la martiniere dancing and singing especially
I had my own tight night group of friends at the army school Gulu Karan Vikas Avinash Munisha Rajit and Andrea to name a few and we did typical teenage things which I hadn't gone in the US we would get together and go to friends parties we had crushes we dated I loved the fact that I didn't have to sneak around like I did in the U- in the states I relished the freedom and the feeling of being treated more like an adult In middle school the Bareilly club is where I used to hang out with my friends after class talking and ambling around the grounds now in high school I looked forward to spending time there in the evening accompanying dad and mom who went there most friday and saturday nights we always dressed up a little which i loved dad had to be in a shirt and a tie or a casual suit mom would usually wear a sari and i would wear a dressy shirt and nice jeans or a skirt and my platform shoes of course and big earrings inside the club's large heavy gate was a massive garden on one side where you could eat outdoor dinners and have bonfires on the other side was another garden of strolling through the air always smelled so fresh so sweet the main building of the club itself was an old brick building and inside was the dining room and a large space that was used for a variety of functions sometimes people played cards there sometimes an indoor or outdoor bar was and set up there and on important holidays like diwali and holi there would be big parties with a dj and a dance floor from time to time dad would host a night of tambula a bingo like game a racer when he was running it one such festivities at the night club in may 99 after the end of may junior and two months before my 17th birthday We ran into the local district commissioner at the time Deepak Singhal and his wife Anita who were friends of my parents it just happened to be the night of annual May Queen ball and Mrs Singhal encouraged me to enter the competition saying i was pretty and smart and that's just what May Queen were supposed to be i had never once considered the idea of competing for a beauty title sure some boys followed me on my way to tutoring presumably because they thought i was pretty but i didn't really think of myself as someone who could legitimately enter a beauty contest when i voiced my doubts miss shinghal who was on the judge panel of the ball responded i have done this for a few years and i can tell you from experience that if you sign up and this priyanka there is a good chance you can win and tell me she added knowing the answer already What's the worst thing that could happen if you enter and you don't win? I saw her point. I told my parents about the contest and since it was a small event taking place at the club that he knew and within the community that he knew. Dad was totally comfortable with it and actually excited about it. I think he understood how much joy I got from winning the perhaps like Mrs. Shinghal he thought I had a chance at it. I really did love getting trophies and medals in debates and elocutions as well as dance and singing competition. When I was crowned May Queen later that night, the fake it till you make it brand of confidence I would have been projecting was somehow transformed into the real thing. The win reinforced the belief that my dad had tried to impress upon me and I was much younger. 
that if I wanted to, I could reinvent myself when I moved to a new place. When I moved back from home to the, from US, I chose to be a new person and reinvention looked like it was working. Part of that reinvention I was realizing meant continually digging deep for courage, establishing and re-establishing my confidence. Just there hours earlier when I would be reluctant to enter the me queen ball, I hadn't had any, now I did. The idea that confidence is not permanent state was crystallizing in me and I was beginning to sense that the harder I worked of being able to access it when I needed it, the better it would serve me. All of this was well and good, but I still had to take my boards. In a country where so many people are struggling for survival, a lot of people emphasize is put on formal education. This pays off because kids in India who attend high school not all have privilege are set to up to be academically advanced that they are able to excel at the college and university level, whether in India, the US or anywhere else. Given the academic struggles I had since returning from the United States, I sometimes berated myself for not having stayed there to graduate. It would have made everything so much easier because I wouldn't have had to take the boards. But then again, I would be miserable in new town at the end. Yeah, I was thriving when I wasn't stressed out about academics. I was having a great time with my friends and enjoying extracurriculars. The army public school was divided into four houses or sections and throughout the year we had inter-school competition in academics, debates, sports, events and performing arts. In my senior year, I was chosen to be the student in my house, Nilgiri to be girls house captain. Every fall, the school celebrated something called annual day, a competition between the four houses in the form of full devoted to races, relays, plays, concerts and dance performance. At the end of the day, the house that had been awarded the most points would get the winner's cup. And as the girls' house captain for Nilgiri, there was also a boys' house captain for each of the house. I really wanted the cup. I made sure my team was super well prepared for every aspect of the show. And I also inserted myself just about every performance we did. The day, the group dance, solo dance, theater, choral, Afterward, I was asked for my autograph by a young girl who said, I want to grow up like you and be you. And if that wasn't weird enough, I was soon asked to judge a local dance competition in the city. I felt like I was being treated as more important than I actually was. And I was a strange new feeling to me. There was always going to be two ends of any particular spectrum through the and the other end of this one. There was kids who thought I was being opportunistic or that I was just showing off. I suppose I can see why some might think that. But for me, my male co-captain, the goal was to win. And that's what our housemates wanted to. I might have lagged in my studies because of falling so far behind during those years in the US, but I could hold my own with anyone when it came to performing. Occasionally, I had the thought that the positive attention I got from my extracurricular was a gift from some divine presence who had witnessed the difficulties I had in Masashats, 
a way of saying you are sure had to put up with a lot of crap here is a little something to help make up for all that but mostly i didn't overthink it who knew that within a few years performing would become my way of life and yes nilgiri won the cup as the autumn wore on i tried to motivate myself academically and concentrating on a new goal going to australia to study of the career paths and there were normal of my family to consider doctor engineer and business person with my affinity for numbers and my love for math and physics well my love of them until returning to india engineering appealed to me most i would always been fascinated by the physics of modern technology ships trains computers televisions and planes planes perhaps especially since the time i would flown alone on the military transport to lay when i was my nine and my father was transferred there it was my first time flying and i don't think i ever quite got over my disbelief that something so huge and so heavy could actually stay in the air and i eventually began to refine the idea of engineering into aeronautical engineering it was an aeronautical engineering program at a college in melbourne australia that had picked my interest and in order to complete the scholarship application for it i needed to include a passport type photo there happened to be a small photo studio at bullair plaza an outdoor mall near our house the sort of place where beauty salon was next to the fast food shop that was next to a music store everyone in bareilly hung out at bullair plaza in the evening the cool kids would be by the music store newlyweds and couples would be near restaurants my parents would go almost every night after dinner to get a pan the photographer at suri photo studio took a batch of photos of me and after reviving the proof he asked if he could take some modeling shots of course i said offering to go home and get more clothes immediately when i called mom super excited about the opportunity her cooler had prevailed like any good parents she injected a dose of reality into the situation warning me it could be a shady situation we compromised i could get the additional shots on a later date as long as she accompanied me and those additional photos were the ones sid and mom sent off to the miss india contest not long afterwards the shots still adorn the suri photo studio walls in bareilly even though it was the one pushing for it i think one of the reason mom agreed to send my pictures to miss india was because she could see how anxious i was about my boards and felt that some kind of break in the action and pressure was needed at this point i was certain i would fail the boards i took extra classes and worked really hard my cousin kunal who we call sunny even flew down and stayed with us for 2 months to help me with science and maths but still i was struggling i told my parents that i might want to take a gap a year so that i could devote more time to catching up academically In November of 12th grade about a month and a half after mom and sid submitted the photos i was sitting at home eating lunch on a quick break between school and t- tutoring when i received the call that would change my life and grossed in the old bollywood movie mera naam joker i picked up the ringing phone 
Eyes still glued to the television screen. Hey, this is Ella from Femina Magazine. I heard the business-like voice on the other end of the line say, The line say you have qualified on the shortlist of the Miss India pageant representing North India and the preliminary round is the day after tomorrow in Delhi. This is the address. I scribbled down what she said. Be there at 8 a.m. sharp and make you bring... And make sure you bring swimsuit and heels. She hung up clearly. She had about a million of these phone calls to make. I was stunned, having no idea that mom and Sid submitted an application. In my ridiculously innocent mind, I thought that the pageant people had somehow heard about my local May Queen win. Oh my god, mom, I am so popular in Bareilly that even the Miss India pageant knows who I am. Once mom explained the situation, I realized... What an opportunity I had been given. The question was, who was going to tell dad that I would be participating in beauty pageant in New Delhi, right before my pre-board exams? The pre-board were in January and the actual boards were in March. I needed to do well at the time for a good job and secure my future because people in my family were respected professionals and conventional sensible careers they did not parade around in swimsuits and high heels ever the brilliant strategist mom came up with the plan when he come home today just be really nice she said no attitude i will put some music on we will have a dinner together and then you will go up to your room and i will deal with it I will talk to him over champagne. Champagne was always involved whenever mom had to convince dad to agree to something. And this night was no exceptional. Dad only stipulation was I not go alone, which meant that mom would go with me to the preliminary competition. But first, we need to pack and get ourselves to New Delhi, India's capital, which was fortunately reachable by train in about five minutes. Oddly, what I felt first and foremost was not ex- excitement but relief. Relief from the pressure of studying and the pressure of looming exams. While I was happy, of course, about making the preliminaries, I didn't take my chances for adv- advancement seriously. There was simply so world in which I would make it beyond this preliminary round to the next round of the Miss India pageant. There was no real reason to be nervous, nor did the opportunity spark my inherent sense of competitiveness yet. While beauty pageants are often viewed in superficial in the US, in a lot of other countries they are generally more highly respected. From what I have observed, pageants around the world tend to emphasize not only looks as some American pageants seem to do but also personality and eloquence. You need to be able to confident and command attention when you speak. To know what you are talking about and be well versed in the subjects you are addressing for sure you have to be certain height and a certain weight, their standards. But if you impress the judges with intelligence, confidence and compassion, that's what they will focus on. When I was growing up, women who became Miss India were honored and respected. I remember how much I admired the first Indian to be crowned Miss Universe, Sushmita, who won in 1994. When she was 18 and I was 12, she was a self-made girl who ended up winning the Miss India and Miss Universe pageant in no small part because of her incredible ability to form thoughts in commanding English, which wasn't even her first language. 
the year she won, I made a college for my room of her newspaper clippings because it was such a big deal that an Indian girl had won the Miss Universe crown. The icing on the cake for my country that year was Aishwarya Rai, another Indian, was crowned Miss World, a harbinger of things to come up, perhaps. Mom and I reached Delhi the day before the preliminary rounds and Mom took me to a saloon to get some Zuzed. It was like a makeover montage in a romantic comedy. I got my unruly hair blown out, my thick eyebrow threaded and a rare and luxurious manipedi. After more than a year, largely being an academic cockroach, I could feel the weight of my stress lifting to the point where I was almost lighthearted. On the big day, I woke up at the crack of dawn, did my makeup, which at the point consisted only of mascara, lots of eyeliner, lipstick and dab of powder. Put on an outfit that mom and I had spent hours of deliberation on, can't remember what it was now, and walked into the lobby of Ashoka Hotel with mom at my side. I felt super relaxed and confident about my new look. But... That feeling lasted only until the hotel doors flew open and bevy of impossibly tall gorgeous girls entered the lobby and floated towards the elevators, leaving me in a cloud of their perfume and my own insecurity. I turned to mom. Let's go home. Let's go shopping. My mom responded, addressing a fixable problem we would both just become acutely aware of open seeing those fashionably attired beauties I would be competing against. We made a quick dash to a nearby store, upgraded my outfit to something more appropriately sophisticated and glamorous, and returned to the hotel lobby to wait for my name to be called. When it was, I went upstairs to a hotel suit, where the preliminary session was taking place. There was a large living room that had been cleared out to hold the panel of judge Pradeep Goha, who at the time was a national director of Femna Miss India pageant and president of Bennett Collin and Company, publisher of the Times of India and Femina magazine, which runs the Miss India pageant, was there. So was Satya Saran, the editor of Femina. Two other people from Times of India, the biggest newspaper in the country and the main sponsor and owner of Miss India franchisee and a popular Delhi model. They sat behind a long table chatting to one another as I was shown into a bedroom. The room was overflowing with beautiful girls. They were lounging on the bed, perched on the windowsill. Busy in bathing sh bathroom, shaving their legs and jogging for positions in front of the single mirror. Ila, another woman from pageant, were calmly taking height and weight measurement. I could make out snippets of conversation in the cacophony. Sevi was talking about her new parachute, her, her, her hair commercial. Mona described her latest Gujarati magazine cover. Lakshmi gave the details of new sari campaign. Many of the girls seemed to know one another. I knew no one. And at 17, I was the youngest of the candidates. The last thing I would done was go to chemistry class. My only real qualification was having won the May Queen Ball, where were roughly 16 people in the audience. 
millions would be watching the television broadcast of Miss India contest. After our measurements were taken, we were walked out one by one in front of the judges in the clothes we would arrived in. First, we stated our names, then our aspirations. When I answered, I was quickly asked if I was American, since I would just come back from the U.S. I still had a full-blown American accent. I was certain that I would be voted out after that round because everybody else was speaking in Indian English, which is British-sounding and, in my mind, far more chic than American English. When another group of girls was brought up to the hotel suite, my group was dismissed. We all took elevator to the lobby and went looking for our respective families as soon as the doors opened. As mom listened to every detail that spilled forth from my mouth about the preceding hour or so, I could practically hear the gears in her brain turning. Preparation's Logical Thoughts Strategy this was always the Chopra family's plan. Whenever I had a decision to make or was worried about something, we would talk about every possible scenario and outcome and then strategies, a plan around it. The day was no different. Mom and I sat for a few hours talking through every possibility as if we're solving a math equation and multiple variables and unknown. What is the worst that can happen? She asked me that you can make it to the next round. If so, we get some ice cream, take a train and go home. At last, you got your eyebrows and done your hair. will still look great. But if you do make it for the next round, then we need to think about what makes you better than everyone else in the room. I thought about the incredibly gorgeous girls upstairs, girls who were far more beautiful and sophisticated and experienced that then I was. Nothing about me is better than these girls. You can articulate your thoughts in English better than most people and could be strength. She said I thought about the um, moment. For the most part, the pageant was being conducted in English, so maybe I did an advantage there since I was a grown-up speaking English and Hindi in equal measure. If a girl wasn't comfortable speaking in English, she could speak in Hindi, though was an option few contestants chose. And you probably know more about current events and what's going on in the around world. I was suddenly grateful for the rule in our family that every night around the dinner table we would talk not only about my parents' work and SIDS and my school, but as we go older, about global events too. It was my parents' way of giving a broader sense of the world. A few minutes later, I learned I made it into the second round. Once I was back upstairs with the girls who had also made the cut and boost I would experience from advancing to around to dissolve instantly. No matter how good my English was or how well versed I was in world events, I would I wouldn't help my me now. We were told to put on our swimsuits and heels. This made no sense to me. Who does this? Who struts around in swimsuit and heels in a hotel room? It's not natural. I would seen girls do it on stage in pageants before, but man, I did not feel good. I would always been a tomboy and so I had scars on my legs from tree climbing and falls and bike crashes. I had stretch marks and dry skin. I was self-conscious about my behind and my back. 
naturally if i couldn't see a particular part of my body i didn't want anyone else seeing it either i was so nervous during this round that instead of sticking my butt out and sucking my stomach in the way i would now but but was clenched tight like a dog with its tail tucked in somehow i managed to walk in front of the judges without betraying my discomfort and even managed to have a semi normal conversation with them about my life's aspiration judge so priyanka chopra what do you want to be me i want to be an aeronautical engineer judge that's great now turn around and wa- and walk back towards the door I did as requested thinking I hate the smile the short walk felt like it would never end it I made it back to my starting point then spun around as quickly as possible so I could untuck my tail and end my torture convinced I wouldn't make it to the third round I relaxed enough to be little more myself I hope I get to the opportunity to compete further I blurred at least that's what I think I said there were families there were smiles maybe even some laughter whatever i lacked in the perfect skin and perfect but department may have been salvaged by my burst of spontaneous enthusiasm when i was back downstairs again the with mom i told her about the swimsuits and the heels and the heels and my clenched butt and how much i would hate that round it hadn't seemed to be an issue for the models among us they were comfortable in their own skin not just in bathing suits but in anything they wore they made gliding across a room in a slightly unreal situation look so natural but clearly it wasn't natural to me at that point mom was confused what are you talking about you were a you were a bathing suit all the time on the beach in the pool and at the club she pointed out you were on your swim team at school it didn't matter then so why does it matter now that made me think she was right sort of not completely but sort of i decided to let my discomfort go at least for the time being i looked around at the hotel lobby at the girls sitting with their families and friends and saw miss chandigarh who was from a city in the northern state of punjab she was beautiful light skinned girl so that was another thing that was playing in my in my head i am dark i am dusky and that's not beautiful when i was growing up my father's brother used to call me kali which means black kali's here he would say when the whole family got together it was intended as a joke but given the premium put on the light skin in indian society and many other around the world it didn't feel like one to me at 13 i started making homemade fairness concoctions mixing talcum powder with various creams to try change my skin tone in fact i continued to use skin lightening products whether homemade or store bought until a realization i had some years into the future but we are getting ahead of ourselves finally someone from times of india came down with a list of 10 girls who had made it to the next final round of the day i was shocked when miss chandigarh name did not get called let me repeat miss chandigarh name did not get called but my name did at 9 o'clock that night the 10 finalists of the day went back upstairs to wait for the question answer session we were all exhausted having been there for 13 hours at that point one by one were called in i was at 
I was of the last to go before the judge. When I was all over and I was packing up to leave for good and I asked one of them with what I now recognize as astounding Ardneviate. If I could have his number, just in case I need to get in touch, I have my board exams coming up, and if this is not going to happen, I would just like to know, I said. I don't think I can wait for the official letter. I would rather you just text me. I now exceptionally millennial. It turns out that I asked Pradeep Goha himself, the publisher of Femina and director of pageant, for his number. He laughed at my audacity. Apparently, he found my confidence so amusing that he wrote his actual name and number down on a card and gave it to me. Text me if you need anything. When I met up and mom downstairs and showed her the card, she looked at the name picked up a copy of Femina and pointed to the must-head. Oops. Back in Bareilly, I returned to my normal life. or tried to anyway none of my friends and no one at school knew that I entered this pageant. Life appeared to go on as usual. I continued prepping for my exams. This was November and pre-boards were in two months. My boards exams were two months after that. But I was on the pins and needles. Dying to know what was going to happen, how the rest of my life, or at least the next few weeks and months, would unfold. If I didn't make it to the pageant, I would have taken the balls and I was terrified, knowing I was I would fail. So after four and five unbearable days without any word, I took matters into my own hands and I texted Pradeep Guha. After all, he would given me his number and told me to text him if I needed anything. I want to be able to play plan my life so it would be great to know if I am going to be part of patent impatience and impudence clearly went hand in hand in me after a few interminable hours he texted back have you not received a letter and sure enough official notification arrived the next day i would made the cut i was to travel to mumbai for a month of patent preparation and training Fortunately, some important preliminary planning had already taken place. In New Delhi, mom and I had stayed with father's older brother, Brigadier Vijay Chopra, and his wife, Dr. Savita Chopra. In Indian culture, elders have traditionally been given a strong voice in family's decision-making process. Parents will generally have the final say in decision regarding their children, not always, as the balance of authority varies from family to family and generations to generation. But the opinions of older siblings and parents matter. Sometimes that's a blessing. Sometimes it's a curse. My father was one of six children, four boys and two girls. And my dad and his older brother or Badeyappa always had to say their siblings' lives. While we would be in New Delhi, the family was divided between whether I should go to Mumbai or continue my schooling. If I made it to the next round, while the first Badeyappa didn't want me going, after considering the reasoning of her of his wife, Bade Mama, he came to see the pageant as an opportunity for me, and so it was agreed that if I made into the next round, I could go to Mumbai, but not alone. No matter what, either Mom or Dad needed to be with me there, since both of my parents had medical practices at the hospital. that they joined ran they knew the 
who whoever didn't accompany me would be covering two practices nani was there to help with said but no matter how you looked at it there would be a lot of responsibility on the shoulders of the parents who remained who remained home eventually it was decided that it would be mom who would go with me since we had traveled the passenger journey together so far and dad who would stay behind it would only be far for four weeks after all with all decisions already made once we knew i was moving on the passenger mom quickly arranged for us to stay with a cousin neelam verma and neelam masi and her husband manoj lived in the suburbs of mumbai in a town called kandiwali almost 2 hours from juhu and are uh, and a half an hour train ride to vilpale followed by 20 minutes rickshaw trip where most of the miss india training would start each day at 7 in the morning neelam masi's offer to take us was incredibly generous since she and her husband had two small children somya chinme and lived in a two bedroom apartment mom and i slept in children's bedroom and manoj mosa and hila masi took children into their bedroom where all four of them slept together each night neela masi made dinner for all of us and the next day lunch for mom and me the next morning she rose at 4 am to pack up our providing provisions before we headed to into juhu and before she prepared for her day of a tutoring local students and looking after her children my mother's cousin god rest her soul did not need to do this for me and as whenever i have needed something member of extended family have always stepped in to provide it i have seen their love and generosity in action my whole life from my youngest days when i lived with nana nani and kiran masi to my years living with kiran masi and vimal mamu in the us to my cousin sunny moving to bareilly for for months to give me extra help with science and maths now manoj mosa and nila masi were doing it again giving me the chance to chase this crazy and unexpected dream the actual miss india competition was held in january 15 2000 at pune club in pune every year there are three winners of the pageant and each goes on to represent our country in a different international contest the first winner is crowned miss india universe and goes on to compete miss universe pageant the second winner crowned as miss india world goes on to compete miss world pageant for many years including the year 2000 the third winner was crowned miss india asia pacific went to compete miss asia pacific pageant the third winner now goes to compete miss international pageant the year 2000 was millennium year and there was an especially good panel of judges pradeep guha of course whom we all called pg by the point media barun subhash chandra legendary actor wahid rahman fashion designer carolina harira Marcus Swarovski of Swarovski Crystals, Cricket Muhammad Azruddin, Painter Anjali Ila Menon, and several others. During the competition, there were smaller pre-competitions like Miss Perfect to Miss Congeniality, Swimsuit and Talent. I didn't win any of them. As the day wore on, I became convinced and compared with the other girls, especially the ones I expected to win. Any combination of Lara Dutta, Dia Mirza, Walso Shah Dissousa, and Lakshmi Rana—all gorgeous, compassionate, eloquent contestants—and everything a Miss India should be. 
I fell far short. Lara in a particular stood out. She would already won another pageant and had started a modeling career. Not only was one of uh, one she of the most beautiful women I have ever seen, but she carried herself with grace and composure, and everything she wore was perfect in my eyes. During the full month of training in all yoga classes and gym workouts, at all the cocktail parties and dinners, I never considered myself among the most beautiful girls or in any way perfect candidate. Not by far. I would have known the whole time that the one thing I wore best was my confidence. As long as I wasn't comparing myself with the other girls, which I something struggled not to do. I could speak in front of people. I could strike up conversation with strangers or whatever I would. I almost always did the conviction even when I, I was bad at it. But that night, as the competition wore on, I felt my limitation especially intensely. I knew I was long shot. It's not that I was lacking confidence in myself. Exactly, I felt I was being realistic. Somehow, I made it into the final round. The final round of five mine had been the last name called, which had meant a nerve-wracking several minutes. And now, I stood on stage with other four finalists, Lara Dia, Lakshmi, and Gayatri Jairam, under the gaze of the millions of the millions of Indians watching the pageant on live television, I would made peace with the fact that I was going to be one of the winner. Despite having no modeling or pageant experience, I was on the top five of the Miss India competition. It was an incredible achievement, I told myself, one I could be proud of, that this was what was going through my head and when my name was called announcing that I had been crowned Miss India World. Wait, what? I was in shock. My parents were in shock. None of us had a clue that we would do this next because we hadn't planned so far ahead. We would assume there was no need to. Our heads were spinning the night and they continued to spin in the day to come. I was 17. My parents had quickly started making plans for a career path we knew nothing about and had no experience or connection in. We were a medical family. We had no idea how to tackle entertainment. I smile as I write that now. That evening, Daradatta was crowned Miss India Universe and Diyamirza was crowned Miss Asia Pacific. All three of us would go on to the win our international pageants the year. The only time it has ever happened in India in, in, in Indian history. So, yes, Queen Bay, you are always right. Who runs the world? girls.